welcome to Law Lies, a podcast where we talk about all things law. This is episode 216, The Unknown Child. My name is Lovely, and I will be your fabulous guide in today's discussion. As always, please give a warm welcome to my co-host, Becky Clark, who will be introducing us to the case we'll be exploring today. Hi, everyone. Today's case will be explored through another podcast host, Serial. Serial has been a popular true crime podcast hosted by journalist Sarah Koenig since October 2014. The stories in the podcast unfold slowly, with the listener getting more information each episode. Season 1 falls on murder of a Baltimore teenager named Haven Lee, and the arrest of her ex-boyfriend unknown in relation to the crime. Sarah Koenig dives through mountains of evidence and witnesses in search of the answer to the question on everyone's head. Did I'm not doing it? To be completely honest, after listening to this podcast, I have only one thought. The action of Unknown Side's legal team while handling this case showed a clear problem in his legal defense. I definitely agree. Unknown's defense's oversight and interview with Andrew McLean may have played a role in Unknown's guilty verdict. Gutierrez's aggressive demeanor when approaching the questioning of witnesses in the trial made her arguments less impactful, and Christina's financial misconduct throughout the case shows a clear mishandling of the trial. In the case against Unnan, an alibi witness may have entirely affected the outcome of the trial. Unnan's defense team's oversight in interviewing Asia McLean may have played a role in Unnan's guilty verdict. In episode 1 of the podcast, titled The Alibi, Ramya mentions that Unnan gave his attorney letters from a potential alibi witness. One of these letters said, quote, Why haven't you told anyone about talking to me in the library? End quote. This alibi was provided by Asia McLean, a student who attended Woodland High School with Unknown. They weren't close friends, but on the day of Hamlin Lee's disappearance, Asia says that she spoke with Unknown at the library while waiting for her boyfriend to pick her up. She remembers the day clearly because she had an argument with her boyfriend at the time, Derek, shortly after this conversation. Emotions work almost like glue. They help stick details to your memory, and the stronger the emotion, the stronger the glue. Sarah goes on to ask a few defense attorneys as to why Gutierrez may have chosen not to use Asia as an alibi. They provide context as to why, but, quote, what is inconceivable, they all said, is to not ever contact Asia McLean, to never make the call, never check it out, never find out if her story helps or hurts your case. That makes no sense whatsoever. That is not a strategy. That is a screw-up, end quote. Throughout the case, it is acknowledged that the lack of an alibi is one of the biggest things working against Unknown. In a case where there is one witness saying they saw someone commit a crime, it is crucial to have some type of evidence to refute this. The testimony and written affidavit from Asia would have made the crime impossible for Unknown to commit, as it would have corroborated that he was at the school campus as he said he was. Later in the podcast, it was revealed that Christina had been slipping up in cases frequently towards the end of her career, most notably in the last five years of her career. Unknown's trial falls right into this time frame, along with the verdict of multiple defense attorneys saying that not interviewing Asia was an inconceivable mistake suggests that this was not a thought-out decision, but likely a clear blunder. To script something so important towards the start of a high-profile trial makes one wonder, what else did Gutierrez drop the ball on? Defense attorneys can pick a number of ways to question witnesses, but choosing the wrong presentation for arguments can be detrimental. Gutierrez's aggressive demeanor when approaching the questioning of witnesses at trial made her arguments less impactful. In episode 8 of the podcast, titled The Deal with Jay, Sarah Koenig says the following about Gutierrez. Quote, she was aggressive, and obviously the courtroom is no place for pulling punches. But you gotta wonder whether moments like this hurt on this case rather than helped it. Because... Jerry seems like the underdog. It's Baltimore. Half the jury is black. Seven out of twelve, actually. Jay comes off as a nice young man, and this white lady is yelling at him. 
Agreed. Gutierrez's emotional field standoffs at trial displayed clear unprofessionalism and made her arguments less impactful. A successful defense attorney such as Gutierrez should know to think of the impact race, class, and the demographic of the jury played on the way she approached her questioning. Systemic racism in America puts people who identify as black on the defensive when approached by white people due to the history of discrimination and injustice black Americans have faced. As a white woman, Gutierrez should have thought of how it would come off if she was yelling at a young black man who presented as a respectful young citizen in front of a majority black jury. It would be a fair assumption that as a juror, if I saw a person with power like Gutierrez screaming angrily at someone without power like Jay, who remained polite, composed, and professional, then I would begin to respect Jay and become somewhat untrusting toward Gutierrez. Both should not talk growing up to control their emotions, so to see a grown woman not doing that towards a teenager would make Christina appear desperate and unprofessional. However, towards the end of Gutierrez's career, unprofessional is a word that can be used to describe many of her actions. Christina's financial misconduct throughout the case shows a clear mishandling of the trial. In episode 10 of the podcast, titled, The Best Defense is a Good Defense, Sarah says that, quote, Christina told Unnan's parents she needed them to bring $10,000 cash to the courthouse to pay for a jury expert, Ellipsis, but evidently, she never hired the expert. In this episode, Sarah later goes on to say, quote, according to newspaper stories in the Baltimore Sun written by me, Christina had gotten in trouble with the Attorney Grievance Commission of Maryland. Clients were complaining that she'd taken their money and had not done the work she promised or not used it in the way she said she would. There were 28 claims against Christina. Christina's failure to provide her clients with a support promise exhibits the irresponsibility Christina handled this case with. Jury experts hold a great deal of influence over juries, and to promise to use money given to you to pay a jury expert that you never hired shows clear illegal misconduct. The money provided for the expert could have been put towards additional resources in Undot's case, but Gutierrez's flinching of this money prevented this from happening. There were 28 claims against Christina. For something to happen one time, it can be written off as a mistake, but 28 times is a pattern, a pattern of financial misconduct and abuse of power. Christina's actions show a clear lack of respect for the legal system, her cases, and her clients, and thus makes her work in this case unreliable and sloppy. Unreliable and sloppy are two words that should never be associated with a case in which the entire future of a 17-year-old is on the line. I think it's fair to conclude that the behavior of Mr. Syed's legal team shows obvious dilemmas in his legal defense. Failing to interview Agent McLean may have completely altered the case. The attitude Christina bore when examining witnesses made the defense's arguments less effective. The defense also displayed clear legal malpractice through Christina's financial misconduct. In any criminal case, every action matters and Every slip-up can be destructive. One mistake is more than enough to completely destroy any chance of winning a case, but three have an inconceivable impact on the trial. As such, the verdict reached in the case should be disregarded and Mr. Syed should be granted a retrial. That is all for today's episode of Law Lies. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.